You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back to the Horizons Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Josiah, and I'm your host today. And for this episode, I'm joined by the one and only... Oh, man. (laughs) Ethan Bolton. Hello. You're building this up, my friends. (laughs) To our audience, you'll have to forgive me, Mm. because Ethan and I have been friends basically... In, we, we've been friends since we were in utero. Yeah, I was um, really hoping you wouldn't say that, <laughs> but did. I'm also kind of glad we just got out that. It's, it's in the open now for our audience. <laughs> yeah. That's how far uh, we go back, and that's yes. pretty, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's um, not lying. But, uh, of course, we're, we're more than friends. We are also co-workers now. Yes, yes. Uh, Ethan is... How would what, your role, your creative coordinator, right? Your yeah, creative director. It's a weird, you're ambiguous the, title, but it means I really like to get involved in every uh, artistic space that I can possibly get yes. get involved in. <laughs> so basically, all of the pretty visuals and oh boy. Pretty, all that stuff. That's that's even. If it doesn't turn out, someone else did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's not true. I did it. This is going to be a fun podcast. Um, so I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about. Uh, I think an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. A blockbuster season. Well, that involves movies, and there's nothing I would prefer to talk about. <laughs> you, um, you know, you're you're a creative guy, um, and uh, movies are an expression of uh, creativity. And blockbuster season is when we get a lot of we get a lot of movies, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of a wide variety of movies. Um, a lot of us are going to go see those. Holler mm-hmm. at the new Avengers movie. Oh, absolutely. What? Coming out so soon. Um, so, I guess the first thing I'd like to pick your brain on is, um, it's a little bigger than just movies, but this, the whole idea of creativity. Um, why is that important for Christians and, and the church? Because that's something I think that yeah sometimes can get kind of, it can be pushed to the way, yeah, yeah like it gets pushed yeah, to yeah. the wayside in the name of, you know, like, well, we said the truth, but we didn't, hmm. you know, say it beautifully. Right, right, right. Um, okay. So, what's so, the big deal with that? What's... I think I think a lot of people, and I've heard this, especially in the modern age, in the kind of church age that we're in, that uh, we as humans are relational beings mm-hmm. in a way that that's like built in our DNA. That's in a way that, you know, we reflect our creator. These, these are like very innate things. We're relational beings. And I think in a very similar way, that is shared with the, with the sense of creativity. I think we are creative beings. Yeah. I think there's like a, a kind of sacredness around creativity because it's, I think, I mean, comes directly from like the ultimate instance of creation. It's in a way that we reflect one of the most divine things about the reality in which we live. Does that sound convoluted enough? <laughs> I think that sounds wonderful. Because, um, I mean, that does, that comes back to this whole idea that as human beings, we reflect mm-hmm. the image of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God is a creative being. Exactly. You know, he, I mean, everything that is beautiful about the world, he had a hand in. Mm-hmm. And we reflect him well when we create yeah, that was beautiful. a much more beautiful way of saying what I just said. <laughs> That's why you get paid to speak, and I do not. <laughs> so, knowing that, uh-huh. um, movies are kind of a big deal for us when it comes to expressing that creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why in particular do you think our society so enjoys movies um, as a particular medium of creativity? Because we've kind of... You know, back in the day, I say like, you know, it was like ages ago or whatever. Um, 
But, you know, reading was mm-hmm. one of the that that was that was what you did instead it was of watching in a movie. That was how you know you read. Oh yeah, you read. You know, in the a dark novel. ages. Yes, you you know you you read Jane Austen's novels yeah. instead of going to see you know every I mean, Nicholas I Sparks movie ever. Well, I yeah. went to see the Nicholas Cage movies. Oh yes, Nicholas Cage. Shout out to Nick Cage, <laughs> a national treasure indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so but nowadays it's movies have kind of that's the the mass marketed um mass consumed yes. kind of form of that that creative art that's that story storytelling why 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 do you think that I, is I think there're probably a multitude of reasons but I think it ticks a lot of boxes it stimulates like a multitude of senses all in one experience. You mm. get the auditory stimulation, visual, um, and uh, like a big one is emotional, and and that's right. something you can experience in music and in literature. Um, but you're getting kind of assaulted on all fronts here, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a huge, uh, I think, advantage to the experience. I think it's able to like accommodate um, you on all these different planes. Right. So you get to experience these narratives um, on a really emotional level. Um, in a mental level, you get to watch it unfold. You're there. You're a good movie. I think a really good experience um, has like an unrivaled sense of immersion, and yeah. it brings you into that experience. You experience it with the characters. You're in that struggle with them, and it almost becomes like this shared trauma <laughs> with a <laughs> fictional character. But that creates uh, something really beautiful. I think, and it, it kind of it can teach us something about life. It can. It can teach us something about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's really inventive and really beautiful. And again, why I think creativity is, I, I don't know, there's this very sacred place for that. And I think this is a, a spot where that really shows. Yeah. Um, and I think something else that interests me on while we're on the broad topic of movies um, is that going to the movie theater mm. is one of the last like remnants of community events uh, that is still kind of widely practiced. And what I mean by that is, you know, we live in an age where um, you could, you know, you could sit at home and be on your phone, you know, and you could, I mean, you can have groceries delivered to your house now. You can have, you know, I mean, you got Amazon Prime, all these great things. And uh, that uh, that aspect of community, that mm-hmm. relational yeah. aspect of human beings that you touched on right there at the beginning, um, that, you know, that, it's become easier to get away from that. But when you go to like a movie theater, not only are you experiencing this art, this story, mm-hmm. this, um, this great, you know, this, <laughs> this shared trauma. I thought that was like a wonderful descriptor. <laughs> um, but you're experiencing that with other people. Yeah. And like you have a shared experience that, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, holler out to all the the folks that uh, went and saw all the Star Wars premieres because uh, I became best <laughs> friends with all those people. But you know what I mean? Yes, That's a, there's yes, a community yes. aspect to it that. Does add a, it, it adds an entirely different dimension. In fact, I went to a movie myself last night by myself. Um, the theater was, was pretty much empty as well, right? Because it had been out for a while. It was like my second viewing, so, you know, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it's very isolating. And in some ways, there's something great about that. There's something good to be said for the experience in, in all of its forms. But something like that allows me to completely engage and lock myself in that moment. But what you lose is what you're describing about those Star Wars premieres. There is just a shared celebration and camaraderie in that in that room. It's really beautiful, I think. And And even if it's not the case, even if it's not a packed house, going with your buds, right, leaving that theater... 
I don't leave that theater without like like intense discussion about what we just witnessed. It's like yeah. it really enlivens that experience and mm-hmm. in a really exciting way. Like it kind of gets me going just to just to kind of unpack what we just saw together. Yeah. So I mean, on even on a social level, this medium of art unites mm. us and it gives yeah. us uh, another reason to share a moment together, yeah. which is pretty. I think that's pretty cool. So that's that's kind of covering the big overarching uh, topics on, you know, uh, movies and creativity. Now, as Christians, um, you know, I I think we have a very unique scenario where um, part of our calling um, is to you know, there's there are countless podcasts and books on this, so we're not going to delve into this too much. Good, but I'd you know, we're we're called to engage, you know, with culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that when Jesus prayed for his disciples in John 17, he didn't pray that they would leave the world. He said he'd he prayed that they would be as they were in the world, they'd be kept by God, they'd be kept by the Father. Um, so there's this element where. Um, part of our calling is to engage with the culture that we live in mm-hmm. um, for the sake of Christ and the sake of advancing the gospel. Um, so what I would like to discuss with you is uh, how, how do we thoughtfully engage with with movies and cinema? Because I think that becomes, uh, it can become something very easily where we just, we go watch a movie or even a TV show and we just kind of tune out. Like the brain goes off and uh, we're, we're just kind of mindlessly watching. I mean, how do how do we thoughtfully engage with movies as art, um, as as Christians? What's what are the what are the mechanics of even more than theologically? I guess mm-hmm. I'm asking a functional question. Like, how do you how do you just engage with art? I love that you've put me as the guru of this question. Because <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of disappointed listeners, but. I, I, I will set this up in a way like this from my own personal experience mm-hmm. um, because I guarantee you that that description of like you just turn your brain off and mindlessly consume it, that was definitely me for a, you know, a large part of my life and that I it didn't really take advantage of the theater like in an active capacity. Um, and there it really wasn't a great deal of value in it for me. It was like, well, I guess I'll see the next part of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, like really sold it. <laughs> yeah. Some of us really like Pirates of the Caribbean, I, Ethan. The first one is golden. I love it. Um, but just, you know, as an example, um, and uh, I kind of bought into franchises and that's, that's what got me in the seat. And that like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very rich experience. Um, but like slowly but surely, I became more obsessed with film. Um, so that's my charge to you listeners, please just get obsessed with film. Um, no, but that is, that is really the thing. I just kind of immersed myself more in that, um, talked about it in like engaged online. What are people saying about it? Um, with friends, you know, just kind of, uh, essentially analyzing the content, mm-hmm. um, knowing more about what goes into the movie. Um, not, not necessarily from a technical perspective, but like the background of why it exists, you know, like why they remade this film or why it's important or the fact that let's, uh, let's take a, a recent release, a quiet place, for example, just going to yeah. hit like one little fact. We have this family where the lead actors are John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, right? And yes. they play this married couple. What do you know? They're married in real life. <sighs> And and honestly, I did not know that going in when I saw it for the first time. That uh-huh. is, um, and when I heard that, it, it, it I mean, it blew my mind. But it also had added such an emotional like 
uh, there was it was just so rewarding mm-hmm. to kind of it added this another layer of of depth to that experience and and I think that really kind of helps me celebrate the experience of going to the theater and helps me appreciate it more mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying yeah. um, because I think art appreciation is not just it's I will say it's not just loving film it's not just saying isn't that neat and here are some fun facts it's also criticism. Um, and it's sometimes being like hard on it for the sake of loving art. Like I love this film, but here are three things that like, that are not good, mm-hmm. you know, like being very honest with yourself uh, because I mean, who do you have to impress? Like, that's not the point you're engaging with art because of what it is and because of it, you know, it's importance. So there's appreciation to be had, there's recognition to offer, but there's also criticism to point out and, and things that can be better or or ways in which the kind of the mold was broken and something really beautiful and new was achieved. Yeah, and because, I mean, some of what I'm hearing is, you know, m- movies and art, they become a, uh, a reflection of um, not just maybe the person who was responsible for making it, but it becomes... It can become a reflection of a society, of a culture, um, and uh, you you want to make sure that's reflected well. Um, here's maybe a question for you: What are you looking for? Like when you when you go to a movie and you're trying to engage with it in a way that's not just passive, but you're actively thinking, like, oh, what does this say about our our culture? What does this say about? Um, you know the f- the filmmaker. What does it say about mm-hmm. society? Um, how, what what are you looking for? Just out of an experience that I want to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, there. This goes very technical in some ways, and it goes very um, thematic in others. I think one thing that is very easy for me to appreciate, and honestly, easy for a lot of people to appreciate, is is really quality cinematography. And I know that's a very technical thing to point out, um, but it helps elevate the experience in a lot of ways. Honestly, it's it's. Um, it presents the story to you in a visually appealing way, in a very attractive way, in perhaps a very smart and clever way, um, maybe mathematically or technically. It makes it easy to appreciate. It, mm-hmm. it sets you up for success by just being uh, a high-quality experience placed in front of you. So that is something that's easy to appreciate. But also, uh, what I do like is, I, you know, I want to feel something. Mm-hmm. And I almost don't want to know that going in. I, I don't want the answers going in. I don't want to know what's going to happen. I don't want... I don't want it to be spoiled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to I want to go in that theater with minimal expectations. I, I kind of want to be left in the dark as much as possible and then and then watch this experience unfold and uh, you know, like I said almost experience it with these characters that if done well, I probably uh, now love and and you know, have a have this kind of come this perceived camaraderie with. Yeah. But I want to feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to kind of pull something out of myself. Um, that feels profound and and honestly, I know this sounds very like pretentious, but it like kind of makes me want to be more than I am or be mm. a better person. And when that happens, I mean it's rare, but it's I, it has such weight. It's very yeah. it's almost it's almost jarring um, mm-hmm. to experience a moment like that. That kind of I kind of calls to the soul in a way, yeah. which sounds very very flowery and poetic, <laughs> but it. Um, I don't know. It's gripping. It's it's emotional in a way that is very uh, tangible. Yeah, and I I mean even think that shows us something that's true about the way God has designed life. In that, like in life, He doesn't give us 
all of the answers right up front. Um, I mean, because he's the, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't want to, I think you can go a hokey direction with this and you're not careful, but I mean, he is, he's the first storyteller. Mm-hmm. And oh. I mean, he doesn't give us all of the, we, we have everything we need to know for um, a life of godliness and for salvation. That's Second Peter 1. Um, but we don't have a lot of the other answers. Um, and we're, we're kind of experiencing it as we go and interpreting it through the lens of what God has told us. And uh, it seems like a really good movie, a really good piece of art mm-hmm. reflects that in such a way yes, that yes. Uh, it changes you. Like mm-hmm. you understand something more about yourself um, it doesn't have to give you all the answers right. in a way that is very real. Like yeah. that is very real. Yeah. And, uh, and that even, I think contrary to maybe popular belief, even reflects something about the way God has designed life right mm. now as we're living it. Um, he hasn't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think we, th- we might think that that would satisfy us if we had all those details worked out, but. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, you know. Chances are it, would, uh, it yeah. would not. It would not be satisfying. Yeah. And I think a good movie, good art, part of the way that that works in our lives, in our hearts, in society is that it reflects something of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, I think that's why, one of, the, one of the reasons why good art and good cinema are important for us. Um, so here's, here's one more technical question for you because. I'm good. Kind of I'm much better it. at the technical. <laughs> How would you classify the different forms of cinema and movies and and how does that change the way we engage with them? Like what's the difference between a movie like uh you know Hurricane Heist hmm. uh versus a movie like um you know even a quiet place or or um Lady Hostiles Bird. or yeah Lady Bird. Um movies like that. Um and ha- what's what's the difference between those and and how do we how does that change how we engage? With them thoughtfully, I think um, when you when you kind of bring up something like Hurricane Heist, sorry to all you Hurricane Heist fans. Um, I think my my impression is that you have movies like this that are that are almost made for you to turn your brain off, mm-hmm. um, which is like, oh man, that to me is like so disappointing. It's like it's for me, it's like undermining the experience. Here's a movie made for you to like not appreciate on mm-hmm. a deeper level, um, and in contrast, you have these movies that. Uh, they don't want to give you an easy way out. They don't. This is not. A, they don't want to give you a passive experience. It's not a cheap. I mean, I'm sure Hurricane Heist was not cheap to make. I'm sure it was a very expensive yeah. film, um, with like many, many hurricane and heist effects. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's I. It, it lacks a certain, I think, depth that I was describing earlier. I don't think it's going um, <laughs> to, this is speculation, but I don't think it's going to emotionally transport me to this like, gripping place that teaches me something about myself or or life at large or the yeah. human struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to teach me how to like speak with a really low gravelly voice and <laughs> rob a hurricane. Rob <laughs> a hurricane. That's what it's about, right? Um, but then you have, you know... In contrast, you have these movies like, I'm going to list off some of my favorites right now. I'm going to plug them all. Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. No, I'm not going to keep going on. I have like 14 <laughs> on this list. But like, but you yeah. know, these movies, uh, they they do kind of access this thing. And and I will say, it, it on that same note, they're not necessarily the most popular. Right. There's a huge demographic, which is, you know, it's a little disappointing that like they they make movies, turn your brain off movies like Rob a Hurricane. Um <laughs> 
because because you're gonna get like a large demographic who does just want to like walk away from their job and sit in a chair like not think and maybe even fall asleep in the movie yeah. like they're not gonna engage in that so it's disappointing um it's i don't know it's like letting a quesadilla go stale like <laughs> that is the most accurate it's so disappointing analogy i've ever heard in my life thank you i knew it would respond i love quesadillas um, <laughs> but okay in contrast like back to the question the contrast here that you get these movies right that yeah. I like I described that really kind of bring something um, to the table and I think that is very precious I think that is very like I said I think it's I think it's even sacred in what it does yeah. and being like non-religious content or non-theological content I think it still is very um, real and truthful in what right. it does yeah. um, which is why I think it has that kind of this uh, like deep quality to it yeah I mean that's even Paul, when he, you know, when he goes and preaches to the uh, Athenians, he quotes Greek poets because mm-hmm. he realized these, this, this art has truth in it. Like the best art, yeah, 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 always does. There's like, there's like innate value kind of built into that, you know. Yeah, at least I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I do think that's something that uh, we, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't have time to get into the. Uh, the finer details of the uh, the mm. film industry and uh, you know Christian you know quote unquote Christian movies, um, but um, I I do think that um, it is something that's important yeah for Christians um, for all people um, but even especially I think for Christians that as we're you know figuring out how to um, how to live you know in whatever place God has us and as we're trying to think through how to thoughtfully engage with our neighbors and I mean how to you know I think some of this comes down to how to love our neighbor as ourself hmm. um oh no that's very true you know that's very true yeah um I th- wow did I just derail you no okay like I think uh, something I've noticed uh, lately in film is like when you build out these characters um who like you are ready to hate them you're ready to say okay they're just a stock character villain right yeah and then they humanize the character mm. And that just like wrecks your world. Like I can't hate them anymore. They're like me. Yeah. They're like Whoa, the flawed me. The, oh man. <laughs> and that's that's so frustrating, but like so good. Yeah. Because I think, like you said, it does. It teaches us something, mm-hmm. and I think it does. It kind of enables us to uh, maybe take a second look at at the way we operate, the way we think, the way we kind of are ready to make these snap judgments, um, and say like, "Whoa, the, uh, you're kind of you're kind of wrong, man." That's that's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. It yeah. makes you take a second look at what's going on because, right. like you said, I think it it's it at least stands a chance to helping us love our neighbor uh, more honestly and yeah. uh, more efficiently. I yeah. guess. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I think a, a good movie helps you do that. Actually, mm-hmm. like when you get down to it, it's not just something that you enjoyed for yeah. enjoyment's sake. And it's like it's not even necessarily that the director's like, oh, I can't wait to make them love their neighbor more. <laughs> Like, I guarantee you that's not on their mind. It wouldn't even be on my mind, right? But I think, like, it's more of a, I'm going to make an authentic character. Mm-hmm. A real gritty, troubled, complex, you know, off the rails, but maybe a little bit lovable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. Yeah. And hopefully that, like, that's, you find a bit of yourself in that. I think, like I right. said, that's, when that happens, you got something really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for, uh having this conversation with no, me shucks. and uh, helping uh, helping us talk through uh, why uh, why art and specifically why 
movies, uh, why they're important. And uh, especially as we're heading into blockbuster season and lots mm-hmm. of us are going to be going to the movies. So yeah. uh, take this conversation with you. Share it with your friends. Uh, a little plug here. Uh, movie Pass. Y'all ever heard of Movie Pass? Ooh, I don't know if I'm actually legally allowed to do this. Not a sponsor. <laughs> They're not. I'm just saying. But you can be. Listen, you know, Movie Pass, $10 a month, one movie a day. I'm just trying to be your friend here. Okay? Yeah. Good luck because it could be hard to get, yeah. but boy, is it worth it. Yeah. Go see. You get a movie a day. Like, uh, date night has never been easier for never me Never been cheaper. Wife. It's yeah. free. Yeah. It's awesome. No. Hey, Ethan, thank you uh, for joining us. And uh, thank you for the conversation. And uh, we look forward to hearing back from you all. Don't forget, you can submit questions to podcast at horizonschurch.net. And maybe we'll take your question and it'll show up on the podcast. And if you really love Hurricane Heist, uh, I would like you to email somebody else. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.